Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have the awesome Julie Bicini taking us on a great topic, something that I have very much experience in. We talk about PPC freelancing and consulting. And yeah, we, I, I love the way we go through uh, how many years that we've done freelancing for, what decisions that we have to make to become a freelancer, the most challenging aspects of it, loads of challenges there. So we look out for that, those answers for that one. And what we do really like about being a freelancer and such. And yeah, we and, and a bit more on that. And yeah, there's been some there's some ups and downs with being a freelancer, like there is with doing in-house or being with an agency or being with a tech company. No situation is perfect. No grass is green on the other side. It's just about which challenge do you choose? So yeah, for us that chose the PBC Freelancer Challenge, we, ch- we chat about our journey and how it's made us a better PPC marketer. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. Hello and a warm welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Slack discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu, recording from my studio here in London, UK, and I use this platform to share not just expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions, and even if you do, then like, follow, share, and retweet on that's right, Twitter with my handle, the marketing Anu, or join Join us on our LinkedIn group, um, which is the PPC Chat Roundup. Or if you're on Instagram, why don't you check us out at PPC Chat underscore Roundup to get quotes and snippets from our previous episodes. So, yeah, we will be talking today about PPC freelancing and consulting and how it feels like to be not part of the in-house team of the company that you're working on, not have the same benefits, not have the same maybe like financial bonuses and everything and needed to have your own accountant, all that stuff. I actually said that that's um, a life I've lived before. To be honest, that actually is my present day life as well. I'm actually a consultant for ClickTech Marketing, ClickTech Marketing Solutions, and they do, yeah, they're a marketing tech company and got like a sub a family of brands of different marketing solution tech. So yeah, it's very interesting to be on this side of not being quite on the click tech payroll but being a consultant and a brilliant support and partner with them so yeah loads of perks on that side of things honestly but I will be talking about the challenges as well and this is the time I think to myself oh if any of the click tech <laughs> if any of them with the click tech stuff listen to this will they be happy with what I say I will try to make sure of that But as usual, before we get to the questions, this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels. And if you have something you want to share, please do. We are a friendly and supportive community. Please don't be afraid to participate, whether it's live through the chat or after if you didn't have time to be there live in the chat, you can go back to the questions. Or if you just like to listen back to me, give you some of the really great advice that our experts gave, gave today, this week, then welcome. Thank you for joining us on this episode and I hope you have some great takeaways from it. So let's get into our questions today. So Julie starts starts us off by asking, are you currently or have you ever worked as a PPC freelancer or consultant? If so, how many years have you or did you work in and in what type of setup? 
So yeah, loads of different types of setup will be given here and I'll try to, you know, bash through it. And Julie goes, yeah, I will hit 25 years as a consultant in July. Austin Dillman goes, yep, I'm a full-time PPC freelancer. Boris Beckerick as well, a great partner with us at PPC Live, especially. Yes, self-employed for three years now. Before that, always had a couple of clients on the side. Doug R. Thomas as well saying, among, among other things, PPC is one of my services. I've been fully freelance for two years now. Peter Boeingo is starting my 17th year. Wow. Loads of um, veterans in this field right now. Travis Beershaw goes, this year will be my seventh agency life before that. Glenn Schmeltzley goes, yeah, my first freelancing gig was in 2009. That's still nowhere near Julie's start, but it has been a minute. Harrison Jack says, yeah, I'm about halfway through year two as a full-time freelancer now. Oh, welcome to the team. I'm hoping, hoping you're enjoying it, Harrison, or it being only like a year and a half in, that is. Amit Cabra goes, yeah, I started my year in 2009, but I started freelancing in 2014. I like to say that my freelancing career became an agency in about 2018. Nice. Greg Asquith, Asquith joins us saying, since 2020, I've been running a few small campaigns as a consultant for local businesses. I mostly do technical consulting for advertisers, automation type things, but like to keep a hand in actually in the weeds. Yep. Miriam goes, I've been self-employed for four and a, and a bit years now. Prior to that, I worked a few at a few agencies. Ali Mehdi responds saying, after having a job for six years, started as a freelance specialist, still do consulting for two brands for their paid media and offer white label services. And we have Jawad saying, wow, there's some veterans here, right? I am a full-time engineer doing PPC freelance on the side since last year. But I love this field and I plan on making it my full-time once I get more clients. Julian Philip goes, yeah, I've been doing freelance PPC work for about three years now, but started out doing agency work. I prefer it over agency work 100%. Can't imagine going back to agency work at this point. Kyle Taylor goes, yeah, currently working full-time in-house and freelance on the side part on the side part-time I had about four years experience in PPC when I start, first started freelancing now around 10 years experience River Minkoff yes have been running my own agency and consultancy for nearly 12 years now Isaac Tovars goes I just started doing freelancing on the side a year ago but a year ago but I have worked at an agency and in-house for the last seven years Amanda goes, yes, this is year 11 for me, being off and on, not always full-time, but really trying to do DT now, but I can't get over that hump. It seems Stephen Walgo started freelancing while traveling through South America in 2018 and went full-time freelancing in 2019. Dwayne Brango's agency has been around for seven years so his agency takes some risks and then he goes spent a lot of my 20s and 30s freelancing while having a day job mark subalgo started around 10 years ago after being an affiliate manager in the online casino and poker industry for six plus years before then i go yes i have i've been doing it for about three to four years i started in 2017 took a break in about 2021 or was that 2022 2021 i believe it was and then yeah going back to it and now yeah i've been back to it for like the past yes for the past, for the past maybe like four five months i was at marin as well and then came back to it so i'll say in total i've done it for like maybe about five years daniela 
Danielle A goes, yeah, I've been full-time freelancing for one year and a half now. Robert Brady goes, I've been doing some freelancing or consulting since about 2008, but full-time for about eight to nine years now. Michelle Yeager goes, yeah, since 2017. Before that, I was at Google. Kristen Young goes, yeah, you are all inspiring me, right? Loads of freelancers in the room. And now our next two questions are ones that are, are, are the most spicy of the questions that really got them, our, our experts getting on their keyboards and typing away at the answers. So get ready for that one. We're going to start off with the decisions that made us to become PPC freelancers. You know, so like how did we make the decision to become PPC freelancers? And the next one would be what are the most challenging aspects? So yeah, that would be the most interesting one. For me, it's communication. But anyway, let's not jump start. Let's get to the questions and answers of how how did you make the decision to become a PPC freelancer or consultant? What went into your decision? Glenn Schmeltzlil responds first saying, yeah, I got laid off. That's truly what got me to ta- start looking into it. Then when I saw there was a choice, I willingly grabbed onto it. And that's pretty much my, my story as well. I got laid off for about five weeks. I didn't, I didn't get anything. And then, yeah, an agency called me up and they were like, yeah, they're looking for someone to contract for them. And I was like, all right, let's start that journey. Amid Cabra goes, I originally started my PPC journey at 19. When I started my first company, I was doing events. So I would use ads to sell tickets and somehow I was decent at it. After about three years, I decided that I would leave that life and pursue ads. I started working for an automotive agency and while I was working there, a few people had approached me to manage their accounts. I waited probably another year before I actually started taking contracts, but the rest is history. Dugar Thomas, my big moment was when I did jury duty. I realized I was making the world worse in worse in so many ways doing the work I was doing and that I could be a force for change for the better. I had the opportunity with a contract to work for myself. And that was the beginning of working through an ethical lens. Love that kind of story and that change of lifestyle. Boris Becker goes, yeah, at my last agency, I once got told to be at the desk at 8.30 or else by a 20-something, and that was the moment I knew it was time. But I had gotten super lucky the month prior and got called to help as a freelancer on one of the biggest aviation accounts in EU, so I knew the bills were paid for the next six months. So I just said, effort and walked out. Harrison goes, I had been doing it on the side for a year or so at the time and I was working for another agency and it was just me and the owner. She decided she wanted to go in a different direction and offered me some of the clients I'd worked with if I wanted to go out alone. So she gave me a big jump start, and here I am. Greg goes, I'd spent five years at an agency and thought I could add more value on my own terms. Plus I wanted the freedom to work on what and when I wanted. My first client and still to this day was a friend's business who was being charged by a small agency to do literally nothing on the accounts. Didn't even notice broken GA and conversion track fit um, and conversion tracking, etc. I 10 times their conversions in two months, just doing basics that should have already been there. So yeah, so sometimes your biggest win might be because the previous person or the previous agents that was working on that client was just absolutely shite. There are people like that out there. So maybe just look to try to win clients from some agencies that you know do not have good ethics or tactics or integrity in that way. 
Julie goes, I was working doing marketing strategy and graphic design for a health system. I had a few clients on the side, then my entire department got eliminated. So I thought, well, I guess today is the day. And I evolved from printed design to web design to SEO to PPC. Once I found PPC, I was in love and the rest is history. Ali Medi responding, if I can make Y dollars for a company and get paid a salary, I can at least try to make Z dollars for myself. That's how it started and would have make, maybe looked for another job and also got a senior position as well, had it not been for a steady stream of client work. Peter Boeing goes by accident. A friend invited me to join his business as the tech guy and he was training small business owners to do PPC. I ended up building tools to make it easier for them to build campaigns and landing pages. And the next thing, I was managing campaigns for others. Travis Pearshaw goes, yeah, living in the Midwest and wanting to move myself back to CA, California, I believe. I was incredibly frustrated with job listing themselves. They showed an incredible ineptitude by the job posters and in taking interviews, lack of job knowledge by the hiring team. I did get an offer from Target Corporates to run search for all North America, but that was in Minneapolis, not much closer to California. So I ventured out on my own and working both with the agency I left and with another I found in CA. From there, I found additional clients and continued onwards and upwards. Austin Dillman goes, yeah, I was working 60 to 80 hour weeks and was completely miserable 60 to 80 hours per week and was completely miserable wasn't sleeping i was constantly filled with stress and anxiety worked in an environment with execs that were always frightening frightening with each other literally yelling and cussing in meetings what nonsense on top of that my fiance was diagnosed with cancer all and i was taking care of her through surgeries chemo and radiation treatments made sure i was present at all of her appointments i hit my absolute breaking point mentally and physically gave my employer one month's notice prioritized my girlfriend and my own health over money and work decided to start my own business best decision i've ever made i'm in charge of my own success now and have achieved more than i ever could have imagined amazing journey miriam goes yeah i worked my way up was head up for a few years and decided the politics at the top was too much and just didn't align with my values so i just did it took the step and then big c happened as in covid and if i can't can survive that then you know hold on to your hats it's going to be a bumpy ride but you got to do what you got to do whilst you enjoy it Jawad goes, I'm an engineer employed by the government of Pakistan. It's supposed to be a good job, but pays peanuts. But I always loved the idea of freelancing. So I started SEO when a friend advised me to learn Google ads. And when I started it, loved it, kept going, offered my services for free to a client who later became paid and still is my client. And now I have US based clients, which is just amazing. Kyle Taylor goes supplemental income. River Minkov goes the company I was just, I was at said, we don't need you full time anymore, but we'll pay you the same amounts to work for us as a consultant. Sounded good to me. And the rest is history. Julie goes, one of the things I love most about being my own boss is having the flexibility to scale up and down in my client load as needed for life. A lot has happened in my life in the last five years, and I'm truly grateful for the ability to set my own schedule and workload. Austin Dillman goes, yeah, I mean to um, amen to that, Julie. By February 
eight, I will have had four surgeries this year. Flexibility in my schedule is important. And that's Austin that was talking about his, his girlfriend, fiance that had cancer issues as well. Flipping hell. They've gone through the ringer. And yeah, Julie goes, I feel like I do an entire hour talking about balance and how to get comfortable in doing work and keeping prospecting going. And another interesting story about how they got into freelancing, Isaac Tavares goes, I started doing freelance because I needed help paying for my wedding. I was fortunate to get a few clients pretty quickly through my network and cold outreach and every little bit helped. I also love the ability to take what I already know in PPC and either know exactly how to help someone or knowing I'll learn something new if I don't. Dwayne Brown goes extra money and gain more experience was freelancing at night whilst having a day job started to hate my job so quit and went all in at once I had three stable clients and then yeah I also said that for me it was a needs must I got laid off and the agency looking was looking for a freelancer so I thought why not Mark Subel goes as well yeah honestly just stumbling into it after being in SEO for so long seemed like I needed to finally learn PPC or else I'd be left behind Robert Brady goes my first agency job I was hired as the PPC guy I had to do all the work as they added clients. Eventually, I was also putting together proposals and going on sales calls for it. So I developed all the skills I needed. I also put in work on the networking side to make connections with other people in the industry. And then we have Michelle Yeager going, yeah, I didn't really make a decision. I made the decision to leave Google from their ad sales team and one of my clients asked if I could manage their accounts after I left. I realized at that point I could make good money. So I chose to do it mostly for the income to tide me over until I, until I figured out what was next. Then I just started picking up referrals. Julian Philip goes, yeah, turnover at the agency I started in was very high. And one day I was next in line to be let go. COVID's first wave hit shortly afterwards. So it just made sense to dive into it whilst working from home and now what will be another great set of answers to this question julie asks what has been the most challenging aspect of being a ppc freelancer or consultant for you how did you deal with the challenges do you wish you did it differently for me top two communications with you know like another company because you're like your own company you're dealing with this other company they don't feel like you're part of the team meetings can happen communication happens within that team within that company that you don't necessarily that doesn't necessarily get fed to you so that can be quite annoying also are getting paid i'm sure we're going to get loads of people in terms of the chasing of money and chasing of things i have been through that and it's frustrating and i try not to be that when i hire suppliers to help me with the stuff that i'm working on i try to pay my invoices quickly because i want to put that positive karma into into my into my world into my universe and hoping that if i pay people quickly in the future i shall always get paid quickly anyway Kyle Taylor starts herself saying, yeah, because I freelance in addition to working full time, it's been balancing work and life and not overloading myself too much. Peter Bowen goes, yeah, when Google ads or some other external factor causes poor performance and other issues, I used to feel incredibly guilty about it. Like it was my fault. I've got better at separating that, separating what I can control from what I can't and also communicating this with my clients. Dwayne Brown goes, early days was getting clients. Then I used to think it was keeping clients. Now it is just running a business and making sure those invoices get paid, right? 
Boris Becker goes, yeah, jogging all the things, figuring out processes and knowing when to work in the business versus on the business, figuring out how to attract the right clients. Constantly being on is the most challenging thing for me right now. Dougar Thomas goes, bleh, getting that initial net out of there. That was, that's his challenge. Awareness is my number one challenge. I am somewhat lucky in that I'm in a metro area, but it's hard to be to do prospecting and setting yourself apart and getting the referral alongside doing the work and paying rent and, 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 right? Would love any insights on getting that high I exist out there. Oh, I'll tell you a lot of personal branding. LinkedIn, I think is a good space. Try to create a landing page for yourself and promote it. Write blogs, write about the things that you're knowledgeable at so that you can show your knowledge in some way. That'll be my advice. River Minkov goes, it's not personal, it's business, but it can feel very personal when it's your business and when you feel like everything is on your shoulders. Austin Dillman goes, I think the challenges change throughout the years, year one versus year five. Year one, knowing how to find clients, what to charge, how to charge, how to write contracts, write those difficulties. Year five, how to scale without taking on more working hours and how to do more strategy work versus also being in the weeds, working with other freelancers for tactical work. Kyle Taylor goes, yeah, this is why I haven't made the decision to freelance full time. All of my freelance clients are either referrals or former clients of mine from past agency work. Trying to get new clients seems daunting at times. Harrison Jack responds saying, since I'm still early, consistently getting clients and leads is definitely a big challenge. I wish I'd invested more effort into this when I started. Also, never being able to turn my brain off is a challenge. I definitely try to have a balance, but you never seem to get that real day off feeling when you know it's all in you, all on you even. We have Julia as well saying, yeah, I think the biggest realization I had about doing my own thing in a tech field was that there was so much out of my control that could really impact my whole business model. That is a big pill to swallow. Flexibility has been so important. Flexibility with my service offerings, with what my working time looked like, etc. Stephen Wall goes, yeah, switching off, running a business means my mind is constantly, constantly ticking and thinking of all the small things. I feel like it comes in waves. Right, you are, Stephen. River Minkoff goes, charging what I'm worth and being unapologetic about that is really, really hard. Glenn responds saying, that feeling sometimes snowballs into, they'll fire me because of those out of control issues. And Austin Dillman as well says, how to diversify what I do. I'm heavily focused on paid media. I worry so more, I worry more these days about automation in the ad platforms and how that may impact my future in this business. I have ideas for another business that I plan to work on this year as a bit of a safeguard. I'm always trying to think of a few years ahead. Goal is to retire at 50. Oh, isn't that the dream? That's my goal as well, to, to retire at 50. Julie as well says, for those struggling with boundaries, a few suggestions, have a separate physical workspace. If at all possible, do not work from your living room or even worse, your bedroom. That physical limit can make it easier to walk away 
or clock out from your work. You do not have to be available 24-7 to anyone. Set your regular business hours, including time zones in time zones in your contracts, and then stick to them for yourself. Log off at night. Log off in the evening. Log off late afternoon, early evening. Make sure you log off. Jawad as well says, I'm a bit of an outlier in this group since most people here seem to be US-based, but one I challenge, I, one thing I'm challenged I'm facing right now is finding clients directly since I cannot call them up and set up a meeting. Instead, I have to rely on an agency or a partner to find more clients and that is fine too, but I cannot scale as quickly as I would like this way and have to move at my partner's pace, right? And Julie also says response to Austin Dominguez, who's planning on retiring to retiring at the age of 50. And I'm with him on that one. Julie, it goes to him saying, yeah, one other piece of advice I often give is to really tune in to what is keeping clients up at night and what they are worried about. You can find some great ideas for new services or directions by doing this because you can only sell stuff that people want to buy in that time. Again, my flexibility theme and yeah julie as well goes yeah to jawad saying this group is great for networking and building relationships that might lead to another opportunity to, to work with a second agency miriam as well goes yeah for me it's saying no understanding my worth and not overthinking it you know that i'm i sure i'm right as i have no one to bounce my idea or doubt to definitely something i'm still working on travis as well saying yes also goes it's the juggle with everything most everything squarely on your shoulders time management becomes paramount it's easy to get sucked into a black hole which can create schedule debt for oneself and yeah jawad as well says agreed julie also read it i helped someone with a tracking issue two weeks ago and today she hired me as a consultant to audit all of her company accounts amazing work you see even Reddit can be an opportunity to gain clients. Boris Becker goes, yeah, what I found helps is connecting with fellow freelancers regularly and talking openly. I found many of us are going through the same things. That is so right. Julia as well goes to Travis Bearshaw goes, I think being realistic about your actual working on PPC tasks, tasks available time is important too it is easy to forget you have admin stuff to do and client communication and reporting to pull etc and not factor that into your how many hours do i have available math each new client adds to all those non-direct ppc tasks Dogar Thomas goes, yeah, it's interesting because I think the broad base of skills and knowledge that I have hurts me from a sales perspective. I've been told multiple times that someone who can do bash scripting can't do Amazon ads. And it continues both in employment and client relationships. Peter goes to that saying, I call BS on that. I can program and run ads and sell to people and I am not accept and I am an exceptional. And Dogar Thomas goes, oh, for sure. I know it's all related and a broad set of skills just trying to diagnose issues in my business out loud. Robert Brady goes, saying no is hard. Finding new clients is hard at times. Keeping balance in your life is hard. Running the administration side of things is hard. But the flexibility and income diversification is totally worth it to me. 
Michelle Yeager as well says, for sure, the emotional toll of feeling responsible for clients' businesses, which I know is ridiculous, but it's hard when they are spending lots of money with you. I've gotten better at this, but it's still tough. The The other thing is figuring out how to take a real completely offline vacation when there are thousands of dollars getting spent every day. And if something breaks, it could totally derail everything if I don't catch it in time. Yeah, I'd say use some automation and alerts in place or partner with other freelancers who can take a bit of your workload in terms of doing light touch work that makes sure that things are still working properly even when you're not there. And yeah, Dogar Thomas as well saying, interesting post, Josh M. Thanks for sharing. I'll take a deeper dive. Austin Dillman as well says, on that topic, understanding client issues. I work with a collective of 120 other consultants. I tap into their expertise and bring them on with me, which the client loves. And it's also an additional revenue stream. I earn a particular percentage of all revenue for referring the client and doing all the paperwork. Julian Phillip as well says, yeah, finding a new client, I would trade free work to learn how to build up a decent book of business. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Kim Routley as well says, for me, it's clients expectations versus spend. It's been very challenging in Q3 and Q4 in the UK in e-commerce, especially my client's behavior has been more erratic and I'm challenged with setting boundaries on weekend contact and out of hours. Yeah, set those boundaries strong came set them strong and yeah because of those lively answers to our last two questions we have one last question of the chat and we've got julie asking what do you really like about being a ppc freelancer or a consultant i'll say for me the flexibility you know yep setting my hours being able to go on holiday whenever i want to and you know if i want to take time out beginning of february after our february event i'm going to need to take some time off because i've got surgery happening so there won't be quite as many episodes in february as you might expect because i'll be recuperating and you know i can just easily yeah tell my consulting team going the company i'm consulting with going yep i'm not going to be off online for a few weeks so yeah you know i'll be back when i'll be back when i recover so yeah that flexibility being able to separate work and home life and yeah feeling like i'm actually only really taking the meetings that i want to take those are very enjoyable for me we have river minkoff answering the question saying the flexibility has been so so helpful i love being able to set my own hours and adjust my schedule as needed Dwayne brown goes yeah tons of freedom and control i joke with friends that the best part of being your own boss is also the worst part you make all the choices the box stops with you River as well says, yeah, the flexibility was especially helpful when pregnant, postpartum, and now having a kid in daycare just has made parenting much easier. And yeah, Julie goes, I love being the boss of me and deciding who I work with and on what kinds of projects. And as I mentioned earlier, the ability to scale up and down my workload as I have needed to has been a godsend. Boris Beckerick responds saying, work in sweatpants and not wear shoes. Never miss school day, dinner with the kids, 
walks with the dogs whenever I feel like taking a break. I can go to the home gym and get a workout in. And Greg Asquith goes, yeah, the flexibility is definitely up there and being able to choose clients is a big win. Robert Brady goes, yeah, I like that I control my own destiny. If I want to make more money, I can work more and accomplish that. If I'm more efficient and get the work done, I can take that time and spend it elsewhere. Dogar Thomas goes, so for me, it's a little different. I'm so happy that I can talk to clients and free them from thinking that marketing is the horrible thing. That is something so arcane and the deals you have to cut are so unfriendly. Seeing that a client continues with the accessibility work that I do or that someone's website continues well after our engagement is wonderful to me. Harrison goes, yeah, the flexibility and control are definitely huge. Also getting to choose your clients and not working on accounts or with people you don't enjoy. I also always struggled knowing that I was in charge of driving X dollars for the business, but I only made Y dollars, even though there was little value added outside of my work. Right. Dogar Thomas goes, yeah, it's freeing in that the agency life was so focused on MRR and what do we do and how do we fit into the hours where with my own business, I can say I did get good work with. We both feel good where we both feel good. Feel free to call me if there's something I can help with in the future. Travis responds, yeah, for me, it's the double edged sword of ensuring the highest level of quality of work versus having perfection get in the way of progress. I love being able to deliver superb work and hold it to the highest standard. There is always value and scalability in relying on others, but there is less coordination when one individual controls the work output. Jawad goes, it definitely is the flexibility and the fact that it is a rather strategic field. And Peter Bowen as well goes, flexibility, especially when the kids were still young. Dogar Thomas goes, I genuinely think the agency model, and this is no shade to anyone, but that the model is very broken and hurts everyone, right? Riva Minkov goes, the relative job security is nice. While I understand technically it might be less secure, I f- it feels more secure to be your own boss and control your own destiny. Mark Subel responds saying freedom to work on what we want to work on and really lifestyle flexibility, especially being able to do things with my kids if I want to. Robert Brady goes being able to choose who I work with is my number one thing is the reason I'll le- I'll likely never get into an agency again. I don't think yeah, many people are interested in that way of life when you go into freelancing and you see that you can make a good good job out of it. Harrison goes, yeah, having been laid off twice in my career, I honestly think that there is more job security. You're more likely to be laid off from one job than have all of your clients free you at the exact same time. Precisely. Michelle Yeager as well says, I love the day to day flexibility. I love some of the projects I get to work on for the great clients. It's great to feel like you are contributing to to their success. Um, Austin Dillman as well responds saying way more free time and schedule flexibility, charge what I want, choose my clients, can work from anywhere, no manager. My clients value me way more than any manager ever did when I worked in-house. Julian Phillip as well responds saying, I like the freedom and power of saying no. It's not something most employers tend to appreciate, right? You can't really just say 
know when they're paying your salary. You've got to do what they ask you to do. Kim Ratley as well responds saying, I love working with family businesses. They have so much drive, enthusiasm, and understand the core of everything they do. It helps me market them better and the engagement is better too as we champion them along. I also love data. Yep, you've got to love data when working in paid search because I'm always saying, yeah, follow the data, let the data lead your strategy. And on that note, we come to the end of our chat. And Julie also already gives us a sneak peek into what we'll be talking about next week. PPC burnout and when you just don't like PPC. Oh, yes, we've got several of that, those moments, especially with our fun Google overlords. Anyway, I hope you've got, taken some great takeaways from that and found that topic very useful. Talking about freelancing and how to get into it, what are the challenges and so on and so forth. Yeah, for any feedback about the podcast or maybe even some correction on anything that has been shared, get in touch with me, especially on LinkedIn with my name, Anu Adikbola, or search for at the marketing Anu. You'll be able to find all my posts and you'll you'll then be able to navigate to my 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 profile we also have a ppc chat roundup group we'll love to have you on there to share any of your ideas about freelancing or anything else ppc it would also be great to all the long long-standing and brand new listeners to give podcast uh, give the podcast a review so yeah if you just go to linktree.com forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup it would be great to get a quick rating you know especially like from the likes of spotify just to give a great indication that to others that it's worth listening to and yeah not long now you're probably by the time you're listening to this it'll probably be a week before yeah the the, the next ppc live event that'll be on february first we're going to be talking about how seo and ppc can work well together the future of data privacy how to work with demand and supply of ppc and so on and so forth and just these kinds of important topics that we should be talking about at the beginning of the year we're going to have a great group chat at the end of our panel you know when we get back from our networking break and we're going to have a group chat just talking about the issues that we face in the industry so yeah go to ppcliveuk.com for tickets for that finally remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface so keep your swans kicking bye and speak to you next week